This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian, words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. This episode is addressing the aftermath of this crisis the world's in around the virus pandemic. This question was sent to me, and I will read the question before going into the listening for the answer. My question is, this virus is having a global effect on countries, economies, and the fabric of society. There is a lot of fear that this will put us globally into some kind of depression state of scarcity, famine, and conflict. It has been scary for many of us or at the very least disconcerting, to see everything grind to a halt around us. We see fear in people's buying behaviors, fear that this will trigger a widespread breakdown of social and economic systems. With that context, help us understand the reality of what recovery looks like in the aftermath of this crisis, and how it changes our social, economic, and cultural fabric. There is a wise gaze upon this question, this well-asked question. There is a wise stream or flow of presence from guidance to try to see forward and to try to see the bigger picture is the wise stance to take in every crisis, at every corner, at every place of confusion or fear, panic, reaction, to strive for the bigger picture, the greater landscape, is always the way. Often the cause of panic fear, reaction, is by becoming narrowed and trapped and too small of a vision and too small of a perspective. We give the image of being trapped in a dark corner of a small room, seeing no way out, when really there are doors all around. And many pathways leading from that corner, many solutions, many freedoms. It is inbuilt to the animal state and into the animal level of the human state. This fear of being trapped, this tremendous fear of being trapped in danger, in starvation, in lack. This crisis is tapping hard on very deep genetic trauma. It is tapping hard on animal fear and on species fear. 
and on human ancient memory fear of starvation, of death, and of lack. Therefore, the first answer to all this is step into the wisdom of a bigger picture. Look at a greater application and landscape of what's happening. Ask questions such as was being asked. See forward. Also to this, see the positivity that always follows crisis. See the positive outcome that is threaded into every challenge that you might face, whether it's your very own or if it's a much greater context such as now. And even in this time now, look for what is the thread of positivity in your own experience and in your neighbors and in your community. This gives you the understanding of the continuity, of the purposing, how one thing leads to an outcome. It doesn't come from nowhere. This virus didn't just descend by surprise. This virus is an outcome of the whole picture that led up to now that's leading on from now. The question is asking for a vision, a picture of what this is doing to our landscape of reality in the world. What can we know to help us have this bigger vision, this bigger perspective, to give us something to hold on to? to feel this isolation and this time is building something positive. And this is where we go now. Every human being involved actively at this time is deepening. Deepening in their inner questioning, in their inner reflection of their own life, of their own self, of their country's life, their country's identity, their country's practices. Every human that is actively involved is engaged in some degree of inner questioning and reflection. The consciousness that is budding and building is tremendous right now. It far overrides the grim attributes of the disease. The bigger picture in a very clear statement is that consciousness is exploding it is budding and exploding, much as we give the language of that to the virus. 
taking a step away from this present picture to just the reality of facing death. Every time an individual faces death, they enter this deeper reflection, deeper questioning of their life. Countless, countless times, one who is approaching death becomes the most conscious they have ever been in their life, the most real and authentic. For the first time, for many, they override their patterns and habits, their bitternesses, their fears, and become more conscious. The very pressure of facing an ending and of facing death can bud and explode awareness, consciousness in an individual. So this is what's at play, hearing of all the deaths, facing the death-causing virus in this enormous field of shared awareness. Facing death is a very powerful catalyst to creating life, understanding life, living life. Back to the individual, many who have faced death and not died have continued to live their life in a renewed, purified, resolved way. They would say to you, one in each, that was a gift. Coming that close to ending really placed a beginning into me. So this is part of the answer to you. You are facing a beginning. A beginning that is powered in a very vast global way by so many conscious minds attending to the very same ending potential. The percentage of actual literal ending is very small. Of the lives that succumb to this virus, a very small percentage. But the aura the arena of facing dying is in everyone. It is in those that are shopping frantically to prevent starvation. It is in all the reactions. It touches on everyone's version of this fear. To those that are mapped to consider world endings religiously, 
or just in their own fear state. This means that to them. This is the end of the world. This is the often brought forward end of the world scenario. To everyone's version of understanding death, of everyone's understanding of their own fears or triggers to their own fears, this brings it forward. And as the world is not ending, and as it does not end, there is a beginning, like it or not, in all those who are so determined that this may be the end. And to all those that feared starvation and could eat to their heart's content all that they had stored in their houses and then continue into life that has normalized. This taught them. This deepened their learning around that fear of starvation. This reassured them, or this taught them that to act on reaction was not useful, was not necessary. This represented a beginning. There are millions and millions of stories of beginnings here. And in this, this is a tremendous gift. This innocuous virus that is creating such havoc is actually creating a genesis, a genesis of consciousness, a genesis that may not appear as quickly as you would hope as to what this consciousness leads to. And yet you will see much of this arising swiftly. You will see a rebalancing. And you will see new creations everywhere. New creations in economy. New creations in the formats of a reestablishing economy. You will see a generosity, a sharing, a sense of unity that remains. A new awareness has been forged, if not by fire, of the unity of the human being globally. The virus is like a shepherd that has led all the sheep into the same field. And all those sheep huddling into the same field to create safety. And when the danger is gone, all the sheep remember being together in that same field. They'll never forget. Overall, the theme of this time in human evolution is towards unity. It is towards the dissolving of faces, of gender, of culture, 
of prejudice, of separation. This is the theme from now forward, and it is swiftly occurring, the blending of genetics, the blending of cultures, the blending of gender, genders, acceptance, racing to keep up, very structures in the economy, in the culture, in the lifestyle to accommodate acceptance. Walls are falling down, membranes are dissolving, unity is arising, one humanity, one humanity that all holds a likeness to each other, unity amongst all cultures, seeing how a culture, a landscape of country and human beings over there across the ocean is just really a breath away. Everything it does affects everyone else, everywhere. Consciousness is in a genesis right now. Understand also this picture of unity. Every thought that everyone is having is being thought by everyone else. Every fear thought, every panic thought, every f scared thought, every reaction is flowing through the streams of awareness of everyone else. This is evident. Every loving thought, generous, kind, caring, is also shared, flowing through everyone. This whole group entity of the human being is all moving as one. All collaborating as one to both protect itself and evolve itself. There are multiple choices here of what thought stream to expand on within yourself, to add to and to create more magnitude. Do you wish to feed the fear thought, the end of the world, all for naught thought? The fear of starvation, the I am unto myself in my room full of sacks of food and no one else can come in thought. Or do you want to expound and magnify the generosity, the loving, unified thought, I am as all. If I eat, so do you. Caring for all, knowing that it is by the vast sharing of everything that everyone can continue. It is by one country in everything it does, politically, economically, that ensures another country can do well. 
It is by using one's own life, one's own community, and one's own country as the example and as the principle that emanates and streams through every other country, every other human, as a strengthening of that theme of unity. Every individual can stop thinking, I'm here alone, I can do very little, I'm ineffectual, I'm too small. Every individual can stop thinking that way. They can breathe within to themselves and know that everyone exists in the same room, in the same field. And that every time you have a thought of, of hope, of trust, of expanded consciousness, of generosity and peaceful beingness, of an understanding that this human being is a very, very sacred entity, a universal inhabitant that has great purpose in its evolution. You are feeding that higher picture in the whole field of beings. This, we will underline, is the greatest outcome from this event. The field of beings has magnified in awareness within everyone. Everyone either fully knows or is beginning to know that we are all one humanity, all one, shared consciousness composed of millions of individual souls that blend and touch and root into emergence of communication beyond our sight, beyond our technology, and within our technology. The informational age itself is teaching that. No one is very far away, even if their physical body is sitting across the ocean. We are all transparent and conversant with each other. Now we know it through our electronic devices. But what it is teaching us is that we don't need those electronic devices for that to be real. We are sending forth group information from ourselves all the time. You can play with that in your own family. If you believe fearfully and with anxiety around this whole viral event, you can see how this is creating that in the people around you. If you stay in the bigger picture of consciousness budding, genesis of great awareness, lifestyle change that is towards balance, towards positive outcome, you will see that in the whole family. You will see wonder. You will see patience with the isolation. You see everyone more willing to balance their own practices 
of cleanliness, of health. Everyone striving to create more immunity in their own systems. Examining what is not essential life practices within themselves. As to this global picture, moreover, countries beginning to operate with more decision, more underline, more sense of imperative, and more almost an invisible power of realization towards creating a healthier immunity, healthier air, healthier systems. We see increase in all the cleansing, purifying, correcting pathways that are already being initiated. A perspective that has hit hard and settled in, a waking up politically, economically, in the people. We see a correcting influence that will unfold over the next decade, just from this few months. We see scientists working together, not protecting their information, yet sharing their information. And this is a vast and huge thing to say, because it is the scientists working together as one, not for their own country, but for the earth that will create very swift change. We will see countries letting go of their sense of gain over another, seeing that as futile, that it is not making sense anymore. And we see all these changes globally over the next decade coming into place solidly, a surge of awareness flooding the world in every description, every field, politically, economically, spiritually, individually. We see the studies of immunity, people knowing how to create immunity health lives, we see this be like a hunger, a drive, truly wanting to learn how to individually develop more immunity towards illness. We see that bleeding out, shall we say, using those words, into the choices they make in what they buy, and what they do. We see that like a grassroots level creating change. No matter what businesses or companies that are resistant or stuck in their former modes of economic gain are doing, we see the people themselves and what they choose to buy and do and engage in becoming very powerful in changing things. We see the very belief in 
holding wealth and power over others, whether that be individually or in any larger corporate way, as becoming an empty and rotten, if not porous paradigm that can barely be carried anymore. This innate sense that it's death-causing, lethal. This is being visionary, and this vision is a wonderful vision. There is a stringent clarity, a silver light of realization, descending like networks of veins into the whole circulation of this whole human fabric. We close with tending to yourself. Embed this into yourself. This choice for more conscious beingness in yourself. More conscious of what you feel and say and do and how it feeds the whole. It's no longer just the child you're raising and the children or the family or the community. This, what you feel and say and do and be is imprinting far beyond that. And this is the lesson to give to the children. They are not alone. This individual selfness that feels so natural is changing. And this understanding to be nurtured into children, that everything they do and think and be and say is actually felt and heard and has effect far more than just the people in front of them. Very strongly the people in front of them. The classroom they're in, the group they're in. But far beyond that, as though there's one ear, one brain, that receives all that. Like some cloud of shared selfness or identity that was always there. And that was always the truth of where we are an enjoined species. And now we know it. Now we must feed that, every one of us. And every one of us must let go of, I am alone and unto myself, a separate egoic individual. <laughs> 